Huge hello to everybody tuning in to the Global Supply Chain Week. I'm Clay Katzman. I'm a supply chain analyst here at FreightWaves. I'm also the author of the Automotive Supply Chain Newsletter, Transmission. And for this fireside chat, we got Rock Chun Choi, the VP of Blockchain and Supply Chain Digitization at American Tire Distributors. Rock, super excited right here. Happy I did not butcher that uh, title. Uh, why don't we start off with a brief introduction about you and your role at ATD? Thanks for having me, Clay. Uh, it's a pleasure to speak with everybody and to connect with you. So I'm the Vice President of Blockchain and Supply Chain Digitization at um, ATD slash Torqueda. I'll get to Torqueda in a little bit. Um, we are prim- ATD is primarily a tire distributor of replacement tires. We're about 5,000 people strong. Um, we have about 140 distribution centers and 80,000 clients uh, by count. So we do make up one of the largest um, footprints on the North American market. As we distribute tires, we buy from manufacturers, we sell to retailers, and we do some logistical services. We identify that there's a lot of inefficiencies across the supply chain that we could potentially help uh, and transform. So there was an advanced analytics group within American Tires that we are now spinning off as the group called Torqueda, so that we call ourselves the ATD Intelligence Company. We're going to focus on what can we do with the tire supply chain data to kind of benefit everybody across the supply chain. My role in blockchain is that there's a huge hypothesis that blockchain will help um, transform the supply chain with building a common data platform, helping transform some of the inefficient processes and potentially automate them, and then drive bigger value for most of the participants in it. So it'll be a win-win-win situation where our partners win, ATD wins, and Torqueda wins as well as a service provider. So my goal will be focused on building that platform out and then supplying interesting data, insightful data, as well as useful applications that span beyond the four walls of an individual company that can benefit the whole ecosystem. Gotcha. Let's go ahead and put Torqueda on hold for a second. All right, let's be straight. There's a lot of confusion and misunderstanding about blockchain. Um, Can you explain the tech without the jargon for simple minds like myself? Yeah, that's a, that's a common question that everybody thinks of these days, right? With the advent of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and a lot of those um, interesting coins coming up, oftentimes people associate blockchain with cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is one type of blockchain. Having that said, um, think of this as the internet 20 years ago, where a lot of different information data points that were sitting in people's servers are now connected onto this concept called the World Wide Web. And it's open to access. It's open for people to collaborate using that data and create new value. Businesses such as e-commerce is a great example of how it's transformed over the years. You know, in the beginning, nobody really knew that internet would mean e-commerce. But as we let the industry evolve, that's kind of how we are using it to the best extent, to to the benefit of everybody. Blockchain is very similar to that, that, but What we focus on is not about information sharing, but transaction sharing and processing. And we believe that if there's a way to do business better by sharing certain data within our ecosystems to make things a little bit more clear, a little bit more automated, a little bit more valuable, there's a huge potential where we can potentially bring more efficiency to the market and create new business models. We don't know what that e-commerce model for the internet may be for blockchain yet, but I believe there's huge potential in what we can unlock in the next coming years. Now, traditionally, as I mentioned, people believe in cryptocurrency, which is one form of blockchain in Bitcoin, Ethereum, coin exchanges, or even some banking systems that are leveraging that today. But there are two other use cases that are very popular. One is in identity management. 
You can think about the sovereign foundation or the health passports that with COVID-19, a lot of governments and companies are thinking about. And then the other one that I focus on is around supply chain transparency. So if you look at products such as TradeLens and IBM Food Trust that IBM is stewarding or the MediLedger pharmaceutical traceability, those are some of those examples. And we are hopeful that the tire network will be something that we can power in the near future. So the major focus about blockchain, think about it, is that where can we build trust with the data where it is challenging to create value in the industry today? And a lot of that falls between um, transactions between two parties who don't really share a lot of data or potentially compete with each other. It's not like an ERP system within your four walls that you can optimize for your own use. Now that optimization is being um, applied to the industry as a whole. Uh, let me stop at that. I hope that helps. No, it definitely does. There really is no concise way to put that. So I'm actually impressed that you were able to kind of put that together. Um, let's shift subjects here to, uh, to Drakata. Um, you know, we know it's going to be a full spinoff of ATD uh, to serve clients and tire manufacturers. Why now? What fueled the idea behind the company's mission? <clears throat> great. Uh, great question. So ATD as a distributor is in the middle of the entire tire supply chain. What I mean by that is we buy from manufacturers and we sell tires to retailers and consumers to some extent as well. To optimize our operations, we found a huge value in harnessing the data across the industry and driving quality analytics on top of that. And when we did the study, we found out there's roughly a billion and a half dollars worth of inefficiency in the market. And what this means is basically lack of visibility, connectiveness, um, very data quality coming from different sources of um, products that are used to digitize the supply chain. And because of all this confusion, there's duplicate efforts of, and rebuilding of capabilities across the supply chain. All this adds to additional manual processes, work. Um, and costs um, that go into solving the same problems that we have in most supply chains today. So when we did the analysis, we figured out that a billion and a half spreads not only for ATD, but other partners in the manufacturing space as well as retailing space. And that's why we decided that instead of just serving ATD, let's use this capability and bring it to the world. Let's serve our manufacturing partners and retailers from a neutral point of view as well as ATD as a client so that we can build quality analytics products that can help optimize all of their businesses and for the ecosystem itself. So we have individual products that we're targeting retailers and manufacturers or tire OEs. And we're also looking at some use cases with blockchain that can support not only just the individual teams that are using that data, but across the industry that kind of address questions that span beyond the four walls of a particular participant. That's kind of how we thought was the vision for Turkada. Now, the timeliness is great because with all the transformation going on with cloud and analytics in the industry today, it was the right time to kind of think about expanding that. We have great talent um, and as well as great market opportunity. And we believe as we ride the weight of, of, of cloud and blockchain, we can actually um, set the basis to transform the industry for the better as the next phase of innovation in the automotive industry is very exciting with electric vehicles, autonomous driving, automated fulfillment of all these auto parts and services. So the potential is great for us. Now, Rock, you mentioned that your focus was in supply chain transparency. Um, what are some of the inefficiencies in the supply chain that Torcado works to actually resolve? Yeah, we often like to throw out two numbers. One is 30% and the other is 50 to 70%. What that means is there's 30% of overproduction in the industry. What that means is for every tire order, we'll be able to fill 
every order with tires coming out of the factory and then have some left over. But on the other side, that 50 to 70% is a fill rate. All orders are filled to about 50 to 70% today. So why, are there, why is there overproduction on one end and lack of fill rates on the other? If this was a CPG industry, those fill rates are around 99 percentile or better. So our hypothesis is that a lot of the challenges around getting tires to where they need to be is a data question. There is lack of transparency around purchase orders. There's lack of transparency around distribution needs. There's lack of um, transparency around what the market demand is. Tires um, are probably not the most sexiest product out there compared to like your iPhone, but they're essential. And there's a lot of demand for them. And you know it's continuously evolving as well as the automotive industry. But the fundamentals of the industry is that it's not easy to distribute heavy tires. And you know those tires are big, clunky products that get stacked up in the trucks. Delivering those in the most optimal way takes another cut of analytical prowess. And that's where we believe that having great data, having transparency across the supply chain, have quality data. What I mean by that is uniform data that is very concurrent and insightful and actionable. If we can harness that from Torqueda, we can support the industry to make sure that they produce to the right amount and also fill all the orders that are out there on the market. I hope this helps. So, Rock. You have experience in building a few blockchain networks with IBM, right? You're an IBM or you're super smart. What are some insights into building a successful network and the decision-making around it? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, oftentimes, when you're trying to introduce a new technology, you're sent straight to the CTO or CIO of an organization because it's complicated. People assume that it's a technology product like an MDM solution. Well, in reality, blockchain is more of a business model that fundamentally needs to be adopted from, from not just the technology point of view, but how a company operates with its ecosystem. So if you kind of bring blockchain to a CIO, it's more of a compliance and IT problem. If you bring it to a supply chain manager, like where I am sitting, it's more going to be a question about, can I actually get the information I need to make business decisions better, such as supply chain planning or retail planning? If you bring it to the CFO, then it's going to be more of a cost process benefit discussion, like an ROI discussion. So if you look at it from different parts of the organization, depending on who you speak to on any given day, they're going to give you bits and pieces on what the value realization will be. Those individual bits alone will not really truly appreciate the value of what blockchain can offer to an organization, which means that you're going to need to talk to somebody who kind of understands all facets of that business. And typically that means you have to talk to somebody like the CEO or a COO, somebody who understands the technology part of it, the actual finances around it, the business benefits, and somebody who actually has the leadership and the industry um, moxie, or lack of a better term, the permission to work with the ecosystem partners because this is not just a one-party system, right? It's a multi-party ecosystem workflow that you need somebody who understands that level of detail to kind of pull the network together. So a lot of the networks that you've seen successful, like IBM Food Trust, TradeLens, or Farmer Connect, one of our partners, in that regard, back when I was at IBM, is that the conversations happened and the decisions were made at the CEO level. That's when the CEOs came together and said, hey, we got an industry problem here. I can't solve it alone. I need your help to do it. I know we're competitors, but we're doing this for the benefit of the industry. And that's when things start to come together because that's when people realize what's the overall business benefit what are we going to get out of it outside of our investment? How does the technology connect with each other while keeping all of our data safe and secure? And then what's the new value that we can create on top of it 
that's going to keep us competitive yet collaborative at the same time. So that would be the biggest lesson that I've learned is that it's not just a one discipline system. It's a business entity level discussion. Gotcha. Um, so you mentioned this is a, a business value proposition. Let's talk about value for a second. In what ways does Torqueda add value to the consumers who are purchasing from your clients? Yeah. So I guess let's think consumers as our partners. So this would be the retailers and the manufacturers that we collaborate with. So as I mentioned to you, the industry um, metrics detail that there's a lot of inefficiencies across the industry. Um, our partners will continuously evolve to optimize their business and increase their performance. Um, and that's the right thing to do. However, a lot of the problems that we realize cannot be solved within the four walls. I cannot guarantee that the data that I collect on the market is going to be consistent, concurrent, and yet accurate to run my forecasts. Or I cannot guarantee that the inventory I'll be receiving from multiple uh, partners will be arriving at the right time because ETA differs from teams. And a lot of that leads to different ways of optimizing my side of the story and as I mentioned, that's not always the best way to do it because if you can share data in a way that's transparent and visible while securing the boundaries of your data sharing, what I mean by that is let's share information that's relevant to us across the ecosystem, but not competitive insights that will otherwise make it very difficult for us to collaborate or private data for that matter. And when my purchase orders, my receipt device, and my you know, ASM messages a lot of those on the technology side can sync up across the industry. We have fewer disputes. We have more optimization, and that will lead to a couple of good things in the future, right? Autom automation, optimization of relationships. And a lot of those things are where we look to drive value in the long term for our partners. Having that said, when you have a common platform of data that is consistent, that's accurate, that's trusted, and also concurrent, a lot of those things will drive a great value for our customers because they will then have a huge source of great quality data to tap into to further optimize their internal businesses. So overall, we believe that's going to be the win-win for all of our partners. And that's where Torqueda aspires to be with our data models and our analytics capabilities. And I'll just add here that a lot of our clients, especially on the retail side, may not have the investment or prowess to actually invest in heavy analytics shops for that matter. We can produce applications that will do a lot of that work for them as a service. Uh, further on to this real quick, um, can you give some more insight into how blockchain technology can be further applied into other areas of the automotive industry? We talked about the tire, uh, but yeah, let's talk about the entire industry as a whole here. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, our mother company, ATD, uh, the mission is to be the most connected and insightful automotive solutions company. And Turkada would love to be a data broker slash um, enabler of a lot of those visions that our partners have. What I mean by that is, um, if you look at just tires, for example, across the autom automotive space, the one common denominator is the vehicle. You know, when people talk about, you know, you got your personal computers, you got your cell phones, and then the automotive itself is going to be the next big thing when it comes to data aggregation and insights driving and value creation, because that's um, where a lot of us are actually working now. Tires is just an add-on to that, and that's a starting point for us. And if you look at the behavior of consumers, people who buy tires are looking for the similar services for your automotive, such as parts, uh, batteries, motor oils, etc. So. We believe a lot of those products that are peripheral to a vehicle and its maintenance and its operation follow a similar inefficiency pattern, albeit a little bit different in the details of it. 
And we hope that we can build a platform that can further expand onto that. And as we mentioned, as the advent of autonomous driving, um, connected vehicles, all that come together, the big thing that we're going to ask ourselves is how do we acquire data? How do we clean it up? And how do we make use of it? And how do we automate things so that it's not a manual process to understand how do we um, drive insights from all this data that we're collecting? And our mission is going to be that can we create enough data standardization around this and can we be a good pipeline of data so that our clients can tap into it to drive better value for themselves? I hope that kind of helps where our long-term vision is. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, it definitely does. We have a few, time for a few more questions here. Uh, what type of investment is required by stakeholders uh, being onboarded into this information network? Yeah, um, call me a philosophist, but the biggest um, currency that we ask for is trust. Um, when we often... Um, pull together a blockchain network, the first question is, I kind of joke that it's like a mafia dinner where different groups who often compete with themselves come together into a room, and then you're looking at each other and say, do I want to collaborate with that guy? Or am I going to feel comfortable sharing data with that guy? It's natural because you know we're all built in business to compete with each other within the insights that we gain. Um, and this is, a this is a centuries old business model, right? But as I mentioned, a lot of the challenges that we face today, especially when it comes to data, spans beyond the four walls of our um, industry, so of, of our individual organizations, I apologize. So the biggest currency that we ask for to invest is trust. Let's figure out a way to share data in the right way and, let, and trust that the technology will make sure that your data is secure and private in that way. The second thing on top of that will be then, now that we have an understanding to collaborate, how do we align the resources and the funding across the industry? The biggest difference between an organizational initiative versus an ecosystem-level initiative is how do we define the shares and the stakeholders of investment? Um, it's obviously going to be different at different levels of the maturity of each company across the industry or their scale. Figuring out a good way to invest and reap benefits from it in the right way so everybody wins is a very complicated question. So. That's the second investment, the right resources and funding level. And then, if I can attest, the last part will probably be patience. Um, it takes time to pull together a network. Rome was not built in a day. And, you know, the best standing networks often take the one, or often are the ones that take enough due diligence so that people buy into its long-term vision. They make the investment, and they start to see the benefits come over time because, you know, a lot of our businesses are sick through fiscal years or um, consumer cycles, it takes a few cycles to really realize that benefit. And then removing all the one-offs, you'll start to realize that this is what the value of the data means. This is how it's differentiated versus how we used to do it before. It takes a little bit of time to really buy into that vision. And so we hope that you know, there's enough of these efforts that are going on to convince people that uh, the right investments there are what I just mentioned. Enough trust to collaborate with partners and the right resources to understand what the funding will look like, and also to um, have the patience to see it through and start to reap the benefits of it. Yeah, you nailed it there on the head there with patience, right? You got to be patient with the stuff coming out. So uh, we'll go ahead and end it with this note here. Uh, Rock, what's the biggest hurdle we've had to overcome when dealing with a project of this magnitude? Yeah, it's a, it's a question often asked. And from me uh, personally, I have um, – I have a good example to share here. Recently, um, Marie Lassetti, um, esteemed professor from the University of Arkansas, published an article about blockchain saying, it's not the technology, but it's the collaboration that's the hard part. And I, full heart, I wholeheartedly believe in that through my experience, is that 
Um, the biggest hurdle is to make sure that we get the right stakeholders in the room, and they come in all different shapes and sizes and you know, different parts um, interests as well. And how do we align them in a way that they're all willing to commit time and resources for the better good? So my best analogy is think about the United States in 1777, 1780. Between that time, it was nothing but a federation of 13 states, and they're trying to come up with a government. How do we represent a government that satisfies the smaller states and the bigger states, the operating model of certain types of um, aspects of culture, such as religion or um, you know, ethnicities? So blockchain is very similar to that. And if history... Um, shares any insight, you know, the U.S. has been the greatest country that have ever been since I live, and I'm hoping that these types of business models will be something that can be tapped into for generations to come. That's the biggest hurdle that I think we've faced um, to date. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, folks, there you have it. Um, I'd like to thank Rock for his time and for having this conversation with me. I know I learned a lot from it. Um, Rock, appreciate you being here, brother. Clay team, thank you very much for having me. Thanks.